0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. We're thankful for the reasons it's the best part of the fall. The crossover of seasons, football and basketball. The best smelling wildcats are here with Bosco's voice. Oh, don't you know we're on a podcast with Bosco's voice? Because I love your boneheads, baby. We're on a podcast. Thank you very much, for giving. Boom, the boys are back and it's time for the Tuesday Q&A episode. This one, I think this one above all are uh are more fun after a win. They're all more fun after a win. Uh, but this one especially before we get into the questions, remember we are sponsored by Manhattan Brewing Company. There's still one more home football game, and basically the entire basketball slate is still in front of us. So every time, every time you go to Manhattan, or if you're one of the lucky people to live in the happiest place in America, make sure you're checking out Manhattan Brewing Company. Not only do they have all sorts of four-packs to take with you, either to your tailgate or back home, Or to try to smuggle into the octagon of doom. Now I do not endorse. I do not endorse doing anything illegal. But that's the only way you can get Manhattan Brewing Company inside Bramage Coliseum right now. But take your four packs to go. But they always have a wide selection of craft beer on tap. Something for anybody. I guarantee you if you take someone in there and it's like oh I'm not a beer drinker. They will find something that they absolutely love. If you are the biggest IPA guy in the world, they're going to have IPAs for you. If you like something on the malty side, they got you. Sour side, they got you. Fresh, crisp, and refreshing, they got you. Anything you want, they have. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company today. First, some big time news before we get into things. Uh, Keontae Johnson and, and Drake Cheatham both won Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. In the Big 12 weekly awards. So you got Keontae taking it away. With both of his double digit scoring performances. On the hardwood. Drake Cheatham with his game icing interception late. And a bunch of tackles on defense. Taking that award away. Absolutely massive. Felix has gotten on a couple more award watch lists. Can't even keep track at this point. Uh, But the big one. For the first time, I think since 1994, and for the first time in Manhattan since 1982, the Sunflower Showdown is going to be on a Saturday and a nighttime broadcast. That is right. The Sunflower Showdown... 7 p.m. Under the lights of Saturday after Thanksgiving. So, you know, you're going to have to deal with your KU relatives on Thanksgiving. You know, we're all going to come together for the good of America and cheer for the United States men's national team versus England on Black Friday. And then the big one. The big one in the Sunflower State. 7 p.m. on Big Boy Fox. So, bundle up. Bring your turkey sandwich to Bill Snyder Family Stadium. It's gonna be a cold one, but it's going to be an absolute blast. I've never seen I've never seen tickets on the secondary market as high as I'm seeing for this game. It's currently more expensive to try to go to the K-State KU game than the Big 12 championship game. Which, hey all things go if all things go to plan we might be able to start talking about that on Monday but right now we are here to answer your questions the way I phrased the uh Q&A we got some different ones um but I knew if I didn't phrase the tweets the way I did all the questions would be about uh Will Howard or Adrian Martinez I'm just going to give My point of view, um, and I'm only speaking for myself, I am not going to try to pretend like I'm reporting anything, because I'm not, although there's whispers out there. Um, But I'm, I'm not going to speculate. First and foremost, I believe Adrian Martinez sustained a leg injury in that Iowa State game. I think it has been nagging him. I think he has been far from 100% ever since that injury occurred. I would not be surprised, again, if chatter is to be believed and reading in between the lines, you know, we're going to hear from Chris Kleiman on his Tuesday press conference today. I would not be surprised if Adrian maybe is on the shelf. Until the bowl game I think he is injured um, This is not me reporting it There are some people who have reported it But I, I I think That where there's smoke there is fire We'll see what Chris Kleiman Has to say on Tuesday But I don't even think There's an option I, I think no matter where you land on things Will Howard is going to be The starting quarterback Now even if Adrian was going to be available and even if he is available, again, I'm not reporting things. I'm not 100% sure. I sometimes have sources. This is not one of those times. But say Adrian Martinez is available to play on Saturday. You know, uh, I'm, I'm not I'm not above saying I'm wrong or changing my mind. I think now we have seen enough with that Baylor game. Not just in the result, but how Will handled a couple of different situations in game. I think I've seen enough to say Will Howard should be quarterback number one. Now I know that is a drastic change from where I was the last couple of weeks when being asked questions like this. But, you know, at some point, you know, the the numbers talk for themselves. Um, We're scoring touchdowns at a higher clip. Um, We're moving the ball better with Will Howard. I do think, you know, if you look at the numbers, if you look at the quality of defenses, Adrian has had to play a handful uh, tougher defenses. Um. Will Howard got to benefit playing an absolutely beat-to-hell Oklahoma State team. But here's the thing. Will Howard has a little bit more of that gunslinger in him. He's willing to take those chances. Um, I still think he had the exact same game plan as Adrian Martin. I'd love to see what Adrian Martinez could have done versus Baylor uh, completely healthy. But I don't think he is completely healthy. It's a lower body injury. And that is his best asset in the running game and in the passing game. And if he can't be 100% mobile, I don't think it's an argument. I don't even, I, I, I don't think it's a competition. I don't think it's a question. I think it has to be Will Howard moving forward, regardless of Adrian Martinez's status. Um, am I going to melt down if some of this reporting of some of the smoke is wrong and Adrian Martinez starts versus West Virginia and KU, God no, no, no chance. I'm not going to melt meltdown. Um, but if I if if I ha, if I was like playing career mode in NCAA football right now, um, and I've seen what I've seen, I'm going with Will Howard. I think most of the fan base is there, um, and I, and I I think it would be I think it'd be totally unfair to Adrian Martinez to trash him because he has played. Very well. He he has put out on some performances we haven't seen with a combination of running and throwing the ball since L. Roberson. Jesse Ertz at his best, you know. Some true dual threat performances. That Oklahoma game, that Texas Tech game, absolutely miraculous. We've seen him throw the ball, Texas and Iowa State. Adrian Martinez has been a good, almost great quarterback for K-State at points this year. But what Will Howard is doing and what the offense is doing when Will Howard's out there is at a level we, quite frankly, I don't think have seen. I, I think I, I think at this point, I I would I would say that it's not a conversation, it's not a competition, it's Will Howard's. So that's my stance on it. Again, it is a flip from where I where I've been, but uh, what I what, what I saw in that Baylor game. Coupled with what we've seen from Will this year, I think it has to be him. So that's my stance on it. Let's get going. Let's kick it off with uh, the next question. So this one is from Caleb. If you're in Will's position, would you want to hold your red shirt for a chance at three more years of eligibility? Um, If I was in Will's situation, no. Um, First off, again, I don't think at this point... I don't think it's an option. I think we have to... I I, I don't know if Adrian Martinez can go um, in the next two games or the Big 12 championship game. So if you're Will Howard, you, you, you can't have that mindset anymore. Because that was his mindset. That was something he wanted to do. He did want to redshirt. Um, but you have a chance to lead K-State to their first Big 12 title appearance since 2003. It's giving you a chance... To play for a Big 12 title for the first time since 2014. It's your chance to win the first Big 12 title for K-State since 2012. No. When you have an opportunity to win a Big 12 title, a conference title in football, you have to throw everything out the window. And you have to do what it takes to win the game. Whether you're a player or a coach. You have to throw it all out the window and go for it. Uh, The next one. After watching the first couple basketball games... What is your realistic expectation for total number of wins? Look, I'm firmly in the camp of 18 and we're in um, when it comes to the NCAA tournament. Now, going back to last year, Oklahoma did the 18 uh, wins. They did not get in. They were the number one overall seed in the NIT. So that's the hashtag I'm working with, 18 and we're in. But just to be safe, I'd say regular season wins or pre-NCAA slash NIT, I I say 19 because I I don't want to be right there on the cusp. I think 19 is realistic. Look, if if this team plays to their potential in the non-con, they shouldn't be underdogs in any game they play in the non-conference. Will they go undefeated? No, there's no chance. I, I'm i not going to say no chance. I doubt they go undefeated in the non-conference. We saw them um, almost blow a game versus a Cal team that might not win 10 or 12 games this year. But um, they're talented enough. Uh, but I, I just think it's asking a cr- a group that literally has never played together, a first-time, full-time head coach. I think that's asking a little bit too much. Um, so I, I'm going to say they end up with 19, when it's all said and done, after the Big 12 tournament, and uh, and 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 that's where they end up. I'm, I'm saying 19, and they get into the NCAA tournament like an 11 seed. So not like the first four out. They will uh, they will be playing in the round of 64, and not having to uh, not having to play in for it. All right, let's keep the questions going, but before we do, remember we are sponsored by Charlie Hustle. Go to charliehustle.com or their uh, Country Club Plaza store or check out select retailers in the city of Manhattan for your super stylish, super comfortable, officially licensed K-State gear. Not only that, but they have their great Arrowhead collection. I'm honestly rocking Charlie Hustle Monday through Sunday, Sunday through Saturday however you want to talk about the week I'm rocking Charlie Hustle every single day because they got my officially licensed K-State stuff they have the Arrowhead collection they have all sorts of Kansas City landmarks the most comfortable crew necks and t-shirts plus those super sexy Letterman style jackets I've seen a couple of them shout out to Callie Mike going viral on the K-State basketball Twitter account rocking his Charlie Hustle lavender jacket check them out today Uh, Chef Andre Napier, better odds, K-State finishes out the remainder of the schedule undefeated or the Wildcats basketball finishing unscathed in the non-con. Now, if you're talking just regular season, Chef, West Virginia, KU, I'm saying K-State football. If you then add in the Big 12 championship game and the bowl game, which... Currently being projected Sugar Bowl versus LSU. That's tough. That is tough. Um, I would say... I'd probably say football. I don't know if that's correct or not. But there's just so many more games. I think there's like 10 games for men's basketball. And they're probably going to be favored in all of them. Um, but... But I I, I just, I, I think they're probably going to slip up. They'll be favored maybe in all of them, but I think they slip up. When it comes to the football team, they're going to be tut- near touchdown favorites or touchdown or more favorites for both the West Virginia and KU game. There's a chance they might be a touchdown underdog versus TCU and close to a double-digit underdog if you're having to play like LSU in Louisiana. In New Orleans, uh, but I just think there's something about this football team, man. Something about this football team, and they're going to—they're gonna do it. So I, I'm going with uh, football, no matter how you slice it. That might be wrong. That could—that statistically might be the wrong call, but that's what I'm going with. Uh, K-State KC asks, how do you like or how did you like Black Panther two? I went to see Black Panther on Saturday before the K State Baylor game instead of watching uh, College Game Day. Remember, Saturday mornings are not for College Game Day; it's for watching soccer and the arts, and or walking your good boy or girl. Uh, but Black Panther too, I think it was solid. Um, no spoilers or anything, but I, I think the end. I felt the ending was rushed a little bit. Um, I, but I, I did like it. I did like it. I give it a 7 out of 10. Suburban Legend asks, what is the upside for this men's basketball team after a 2-0 start? Top half, Big 12, Sweet 16, Elite 8, Final 4. I think folks are getting a little bit excited. Uh, as they should. It's, it's, it's an entertaining, it's an exciting basketball team. Um, I love watching them play. I'm I'm mad. I at the secret day job. I have some meetings that I just can't miss on Thursday. Um, I was gonna take a half day so I could get into Bramlage Coliseum and watch them versus UMKC. Um, I'm like legitimately sad I won't be able to go. Uh but I I think folks need to settle down a little bit. Like I I, I think there's an upside of finishing. Fifth or sixth in the Big Twelve. Yeah. I, I think that is possible. But there are some like truly elite of the elite. There's some national championship contending type teams. And then you also have like KU, who might be the third or fourth best team in this conference, who are the defending national champions. You know? Um if you could realistically say the defending national champions with one of the greatest basketball coaches of all time and Yes, I'm going to wash my mouth out after saying all these good things about KU. Um, but when KU, I think, is going to finish third or fourth in the league, I mean, it's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. I mean, I think the numbers-wise, I think some of the projections uh, have Texas as maybe being like one of the like top five teams in the nation. Uh, Baylor is national championship good. TCU struggled, uh, but they were preseason top 15. Um, and again, I, I, I'm not sold on KU this year, but again, they're filled with blue chips and have a Hall of Fame coach. So I I, I think you have to be basically better than all the rest to finish fifth, and you're going to have some salty teams. I didn't even mention Texas Tech. You know, I didn't even mention Texas Tech in that whole thing. So, I mean, I I think we're going to be... I I think no doubt better than Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, West Virginia. So, that's putting you at, what, seventh? And then, hey, battling with some of the other teams, maybe you get to fifth or sixth. Oh, I mean, probably better than Iowa State. Fuck Iowa State. So, sixth. So, it's going to come down to K-State and Texas Tech for that fifth spot. So, maybe. I would say top half of the big 12 like let let's let's battle for that right now uh before we start saying sweet 16 elite eight final four uh chef andre Napier West Virginia thank you chauncey you're a good boy West Virginia with a new QB does that make you more or less weary of the mountaineers next week I'm legitimately worried so West Virginia switched quarterbacks uh halfway through The game, and they ended up beating Oklahoma. And I am pretty sure. Let me go find it. Yeah, Garrett Green won Offensive Player of the Week. He won Offensive Player of the Week, so that makes me super nervous. Also, shout out. uh, I I need. You know, I, I should have got this at the beginning of the episode. Gabby Gregory. K-State Women's Basketball won the Big 12 Player of the Week in Women's Basketball. So Gabby Gregory, Player of the Week. Keontae Johnson, Newcomer of the Week. And Drake Cheatham, Newcomer of the Week. So shout out to all of them. But yeah, I'm 100% more nervous for West Virginia with their backup quarterback 100 percent 100 percent. he gives them a whole new dynamic he is going to run the ball like crazy we're gonna have to have a quarterback spy on him which then opens up their passing game uh because it's gonna take one of your guys on that second level keeping their eye on him the entire time because he, he can run the ball Also, shout out to the K-State women receiving votes in the top 25. Recording this before the college football playoff rankings. Again, I should have done this at the top of the show. Uh, But K-State football now checking in at 19th in the AP poll, 17th in the coaches poll. So we'll see where the college football playoff has us later. So that's the interlude. Of course, check out Manhattan Brewing Company and Charlie Hustle. But yeah, I, I'm way more worry, weary. I, I'm legitimately nervous for this West Virginia game. I'm legitimately nervous. Uh, I know some of you aren't, but I, I think that touchdown spread, it's currently at 7.5 points. I think that's a little too high. Andre Napier, described Ben it to a blind man. So... He's a six foot four bulldog um, with athletic ability to go up and catch passes, hurdle dudes. Uh, this is horrible. I'm just, I'm not good describing things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, he, he's a six four, foot four dude who has insane athletic ability, um, especially for his size. I think he's currently at 234. Um, so what he's able to do running and jumping and catching wise. At that size, at K State, again, uh, it's amazing. If the guy was two and a half, three inches taller, if he was six 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 seven, there's there's a chance uh, he 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 could leave next year because he'd be on draft boards. I, I think because he's only six four, which is about an inch or two shorter than an ideal tight end uh, would be at the NFL. I think we're gonna see him for at least another two years after this one. But he's an offensive weapon and it really does open up a new dynamic. I know that didn't really answer any of that. Over under on the amount of or on the date, K State wears lavender for football from Steve Z, SLK. Uh I I did have a prediction. I, I thought that during the 2024 season. We would see a home alternate uh, that featured white pants, white helmets, and lavender accenting. I don't know. (laughs) I tell you what, because we lost wearing the alternate helmets with uh, verse Tulane. Look, I don't believe in curses. I do not. I I think it's bullshit. But the fact that it happened again, I now start to worry because they had some... They had some big plans. They had some big plans. Not like changing the jerseys or changing anything too much. Just serious, just some small stuff. Just some different logos. Just some different accenting. Um, <laughs> I legitimately don't know if, if they're going to go through with any of it anymore. We'll see. Um, it was going to be 2024 and I, I, I'm going to take the over, but I hope I'm wrong. Of our current players on uh, the roster, who will make the most money over the course of their NFL career? I'm going with Cooper Beebe. Offensive linemen have a very long shelf life. I think he is going to be drafted on in the second or third round. I think he is going to be a pro bowl, maybe all pro type guard. I think he's going to have a Cody Whitehair type career. Um, total... All-time NFL career earnings. It's either going to be Cody uh, Whitehair or Tyler Lockett. Um, So, you know, the the roadmap is there for Cooper Beebe. I I think it's going to be Cooper Beebe. And I think it's going to be Julius Brent's second. I think Deuce Vaughn is going to be a late-round draft pick uh, this upcoming draft. He is going to at least see out his first contract. Hopefully he gets a second contract. But just the nature of... Um just the nature of contracts for running backs, it's just not that high. Um I mean, the dark horse here has to be Will Howard all of a sudden, right? You know, if a quarterback can get to that second contract, if a quarterback gets to a second contract, whether you're uh, even if you're a backup, that definitely puts you in in the running. So I I'm gonna say it's Cooper BB1. Julius Brent's two. Oh Felix. Ooh. Felix Cooper BB1 Felix 2. Julius Brent's three. Yes, that is what I'm going with. And I'm not gonna make any more predictions after that. I still think it's Cooper even though I, I had forgotten about Felix. But I'm going with Cooper. Cooper 1, Felix 2, Julius Sprints 3. Deuce 4, Will Howard 5. There we go. Chef Andre Napier. I need to know if I'm in the minority of feeling some type of way about our starters in the game up four scores with less than four minutes. No, I I was mad about it as well. I didn't like Chris Kleiman keeping the starters in there. That long, I I'll be interested to see if anyone asks questions, especially because Josh Hayes got banged up. You know when that was going on. I think he's fine. Um, You know Deuce was in there. <laughs> Will was in there. It, it, it was. It, I, I didn't like it. I, I didn't like it at all. I, I would think that if it was at home, it would change a little bit because you get your full roster. But it sounds like Jaron Lewis traveled for the first time. Sounds like Sterling Lockett made the trip. Um, you know, I, I I have to wonder if like, okay, they were trying to reward some of these folks um, who've, who've been putting in time on the scout team and take them on this trip. Um, and then that kind of caused you to miss out on some depth uh, because they weren't expecting a big blowout. I don't know what the situation was. Uh, but I was screaming at my TV. I was in my group chat. I was like, "Get Deuce Vaughn out of there! Get Will Howard out of there! Get Cooper Beebe out of there! Get all the wide receivers out of there! Get all the starting defense!" Like I, I, uh, it was, it was an interesting decision to say the least. I, I, I would love someone to ask Chris Kleiman that question. Here's one that caused a lot of uh, conversation on Twitter. This is from good friend of the pod, Powercat Ryan, who wins a game of five on five, Bruce Weber's 2021-22 starting five, or Jerome Tang's 2022-23 starting five, or second five, second five. He put it as a poll, 70% of folks said Jerome Tang's second five. You guys are all fucking wrong. (laughs) And it's not even close. It is not even close. I think that last year's starting five beats the second five uh, probably by 15 points. Nigel Pack, Marquise Noel, Mike McGurl, Mark Smith, and then Ishma Sud at the five. Or you can put, uh, you know, you can put whoever you want at the five. You know, because I, I know the five spot kind of rotated around a little bit at different points last year, you can put Big Easy in there, it doesn't matter, it, it doesn't matter, because the five off the bench, you know, it is Desi Sills, Taiki Green, Dorian Finister, Ish Masood, so there's going to be two Ishes out there, and, uh, who, Bebe? Bebe hasn't been starting, because it's been, uh, Gusa on. Like, Bebe is going to have an advantage because it's going to be, have to be Ish guarding him. But, I mean, who is Dorian Finister going to guard? You know, who who is going to stop Mark Smith from grabbing all these different rebounds? Who's going to stop Nigel Pack and Marquise Noel? Like, again, I love... I love the starting... I, I love this current basketball team. And, of course... Last year's basketball team finished in ninth place. You know, so obviously they, they aren't world beaters. Uh, and, and if you ask this question again later on in the year, um, it might change. It, it probably would change um, my confidence because we're, we're going to see more of this second five. But they didn't do anything points-wise versus Cal. Again, only the second game, but I can't really project out. I mean, the question was asked right now. You know what did the, what did the non starters do versus Cal? Dorian Finister didn't play. Ishmael had three points. Bebe had two points. Desi Sills had four points. Taiki Green had eight points. 1 of 5, 1 of 4, 3 of 6, 1 of 4 didn't play. Again, one assist amongst all of them, and that was from Bebe. Again, I, I, I love this team. I'm pumped about this team. I'm legitimately sad that I have so many meetings on Thursday that I can't take an afternoon off to get to Brandwich Coliseum for that 530 tip. But last year's starters are cooking them. Absolutely cooking them. Mark Smith would do whatever he wanted to those guys. I don't see how that team scores. I don't see how ish, who was better last year. like Again, ish is ish. I think he's still trying to find his way under this new staff, but I, I don't see how they can score to keep up with last year's team. I mean, hell, Marquise Noel almost scored the same amount of these guys just first Cal. I don't think it's close. Again, I think there's still a lot of Bruce derangement syndrome out there. Um, I think there are still a lot of folks who are still caught up in how much they hate Bruce Weber. Um, they're still bringing it up. And it's going to happen probably the entire Jerome Tang era. Um, but I, I think folks are still letting their hatred of Bruce get in the way of them uh, looking at that question objectively. I don't, I, again, I don't, I don't even think it's close. I don't even think it's close. All right, the next question from Cameron Hale. Would you consider doing daily episodes during basketball season? No chance. Absolutely no chance. There's no chance I am going to do daily episodes uh, into the new year. I, I might try. I might try to uh, go through the end of the year. I, I might try to uh, get to... The bowl game, but there's there's no chance I'm going to keep daily episodes going through all of basketball season. I started doing daily episodes since June, haven't missed a day. At least when if if you're talking uh, if you're talking weekday, no episodes on the weekend. Um, I'm not gonna say I'm burnt out, but I I will I, I will 100 be ready. To dial it back to two episodes a week, maybe three. Sometimes three. It'll be two episodes a week during basketball season, uh, and we will have like we'll have one live show a week during basketball season, and we will have our Monday episode as well. Um, but but I I don't have it in me to go. That'd be nine months straight, eight months straight, doing a show every day. No chance. I appreciate it though. And I, I'm gonna take this. I'm gonna take this opportunity to really just thank everyone who has been riding with me. Uh, this entire this entire run, you know, we, we're setting records every month. Again, it helps when you're going daily uh, to to set download records. But uh, it really has been right. I want to thank everyone who's participated um, in these live shows and these Q&As. Uh, you know, I'm doing it because I enjoy it, but it makes it a lot easy that there is this community that does want us to keep going so much. Um, but no, we will not continue to go live. Uh, Cole Hager asks, uh, have the two first two basketball games changed your opinion of what the expectations are? No. No. Um, My expectations are for this to be a competitive team that's going to be, uh, fighting for postseason play. My hopes are this is a team that gets, that is playing basketball in the round of 64, the true opening round of the NCAA tournament. Nothing I've seen has changed it. It's been exciting. It's been exciting. Um, but it's been what's been expected. Uh, An easy blowout win, uh, in your opener, um, Taking care of business first, Cal. Um, so no, nothing's changed. But I, you know, I, I've had pretty high expectations coming into this. Uh, Cole also asks, uh, "I see Keontae Johnson as a twenty and ten a night guy. Is that unrealistic? Uh, could he average a double double? Uh, twenty and ten is tough. I mean, have we ever had a twenty and ten guy since Beasley?" I mean, Dean Wade was not a 20 and 10 guy. You know, I mean, hell, how many 10 rebounds a night guys do we have? Did Mark Smith get there? I don't even think Mark Smith was there. Um, so I, I think that's a little lofty. Uh, 16 and 5, 16 and 6. I mean, I think that's doable. Um, He's still getting his sea legs under him, though. Um, Follow-up question. What do you think, or what do you predict the stat line on his best game to look like? Now, his best game, he might have a 30 and 15 type game. You know, he might have a 30 and 15 type game. But I, I, I just don't, I don't see him being a 20 and 10 night. If he's a 20 and 10 every night, if he, if that's what he's averaging, he's going to be the big 12 player of the year, and he might be a an a NBA draft, like lottery pick, back into the lottery. But I, I mean, I think 16 and 5, 15 and 5, somewhere around there. And then I think he will have like a 30 point night where he grabs like 12 rebounds, though. Um, Joel Anderson, what has you uh, more excited currently? Basketball, football, volleyball? Definitely football. Uh, again, we're on the verge of competing for a Big 12 championship, folks. Uh, we're we're going to be a touchdown favorite when it kicks off versus West Virginia. I imagine we're going to be between a seven and 10 point favorite versus KU. Um, so w- we have games that we should win, take care of business, and then we're playing for a Big 12 fucking championship. I am over the moon excited. I can't, re- I mean, th- I've been super excited all season long, folks, with football. And, again, we've had three disappointing, all three for different reasons, but three disappointing losses for sure. Uh, but statistically, advanced statistic wise this is like a like top 15 type team in the nation. This is the best team we've had since 2012, and it's not even close. Um, again, it's unfortunate that we had some of those losses. Um but folks, we're, we're gonna be playing for we're hopefully going be playing for a big 12 championship. So it's it's definitely football. Uh, men's basketball next again there's a, there's a lot of excitement around them uh, because look, they are new, they're athletic and it's been a while. It's been what three years since we've been in the NCAA tournament that's been too long. I'll say this, I'm also pretty excited about the women's basketball team. No Aoka Lee. Uh, and, and that sucks. But, you know, Gabby Gregory looking really good in those first two games. And they have a showcase game versus Iowa on Thursday after the men's game. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Volleyball, I'm not excited, but I'm, I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy that they have, uh, you know, what? They're on a two-game winning streak, three out of the last four. Um they're battling towards the middle of the Big 12, hoping to get into postseason play. Um, they have a Wednesday game, and it, so I don't know if I will have the results of that when I do the Wildcat whip Around for, uh, or Wildcat Roundup, when I do the whip Around show on Thursday. But they have a game versus Oklahoma. Oklahoma is, what, 2-4 and four in the Big 12. So we're a game ahead of them in the Big 12. Um, it's a game we have to win. Again, we have to get that RPI up into that 50, 40 to 50 range to have a shot at having a bid. We beat Oklahoma in five sets in Norman. Um, and that that was our last win before we went on the three-game losing streak. We now have a two-game winning streak. Um, take care of Oklahoma. Then you have TCU at TCU who uh, you, you lost to in five. And they they're undefeated at home too, by the way. So that's going to be a super tough game um, that you that you can win. You're capable of winning. Um, and then at that point, you're you're in the mix. You you definitely have every shot in the world to make the postseason play if you if you get the next two. You win what three out of the final four, which I, it's going to have to be the next three. Oklahoma, TCU at TCU, Texas Tech at home because I don't think you're winning at at Baylor. Um, but you win the next three, you are going to be on the bubble. You are going to be watching the selection show to see if you sneak back in. So I'm not like excited. It's not on the same level as those other three teams. But I am happy that they put together these two wins, and they're gonna have them. They're gonna have a shot. They're gonna have a shot at postseason play. Uh, and then I'll have egg on my face once again. Alex Brown, and, and here's a here's a question, uh, a pretty good question. Um, is it better to buy Big 12 championship tickets from K-State's ticket office or something like StubHub? So if you are planning, if things go correctly, again, we still have to win two games. We still have to win two massive games. But if we do... My guess is 99% of the Boneheads will not even have a shot at getting tickets from K-State. K-State only gets 7,000 tickets and it's going to go in Ahern Fund priority and you're going to get chances to order multiple tickets. So my guess is if you're not in the first 2,000 in the Ahern Fund priority, maybe the first first 3,000, because I think you're going to be able to get four to eight. I mean, hell, some of those big time donors might be able to buy 20. I don't think you have any shot, any shot. Um, The other kind of shitty thing is, is uh, ATT Stadium, Big 12, they put these tickets on sale to the public back in the summer. So um, there are some face value tickets out there. Um, There's a lot of scalpers out there. But I would say, unless you are super high up on the uh, fr- Ahern Fund priority list, uh, Seat Geek's the way to go. Because that's where there is still some uh, face value, some tickets being sold by the Big 12 are still on that side. So that's the way to go. Seat Geek. Don't hold your breath to get them from K State. D Mello, four. Two questions. After the road game win against Cal, where do you put the ceiling for this basketball team? Again, I, I think 5th or 6th in the Big 12. I think I think that is, and who knows what might happen with TCU. They've struggled so far this year. I don't see us doing better than 5th. I, I I think that there is a pretty strong ceiling at 5th place. I, I don't see too, too many scenarios where K-State is capable of finishing 4th. But that was my thought coming into the season with that being the ceiling. You know, i I thought that was always going to be the ceiling. There, as fun as those first two games were, again, that that was kind of the expectation. You know, that was kind of the expectation. So I, I'm not I'm not increasing my expectation until we start doing something that is beyond the expectation. You know, if we run the table, if we truly win out in conference play, I might say, all right, you know, you y- you get to see a little bit more of TCU. Get, get to see a little bit more from KU. Get to see some more from Texas Tech. You know, can, can you finish in front of two of those three teams? I mean, because that's what it's going to take to finish fifth. Because I think I think the top three teams are going to be... Well, I think the top two teams are going to be Texas and Baylor. So then you have those next three. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but I think the absolute ceiling is fifth. And, I mean, hell. I mean, second weekend, Sweet 16 prize the ceiling. Anything can happen once you get to the tournament. But if you finish fifth in the Big 12, you're probably, what, six to nine seed? So, anything can happen there. Uh, and then the second question was, is Naquan Tomlin everything you hoped for? I mean, he's still pretty raw. I mean, you can tell that he's still... He still has a little bit of baby deer in him. But, yeah, I mean, he he can get up and just absolutely throw the ball down. Uh, he finally hit a couple threes. He he loves – you don't have to worry about Naquan Tomlin passing up an open shot. Uh, but he's able to play defense pretty well. He's able to block shots. So, yeah, Naquan Tomlin's everything that I had hoped. Hey, uh, Zeus asks, whipped cream on pumpkin pie? I'm a pecan pie guy, actually. Um I'll eat pumpkin pie, but I'm a pecan pie. As much as I love uh, pumpkin-flavored beer, uh, pumpkin-flavored coffee, pumpkin-scented candles, when it comes to pie, I am all about pecan pie, baby. Um, Derek Lynn asks, At what point in the year will K-State get votes in the AP and coaches' poll for basketball? Okay, I'm going to pull up the schedule. I think... K-State men's basketball will be ranked I say on December 5th. They are 25th in the nation. We will be coming off well fuck it. We're going to win out in the non-con. I'm going back on what I said earlier. We are going to win out We're going to win out in the non-con. We're not going to lose a non-con game. And we will be ranked after we win the Cayman Classic, win on the road at Butler, then beat Wichita State at home. We'll be ranked in the top 25. And we will start showing up in Bracketology on November by Thanksgiving. There we go. I have no idea if that's actually going to happen. Alright, we got K-State Kevin, Callie Mike, and we'll end with Connor Baltasar of the Aggieville Alley Cats. K-State Kevin, who do you think on this team will make all Big 12 football? Um, all right. First saying first and second team. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's a shame that Will Howard and Adrian Martinez, neither one of them are getting to play the entire season, because if they were, I think that they would have a shot at being number, you know, a, a second team QB behind Max Duggan. But since both of them are going to leave games on the table, I'm going to leave that off. I think Deuce Vaughn, look, Miller and Bijan John Robinson um, both have more touchdowns. Deuce has more yards than Miller, but Miller could be t- helping take his team to the college football playoff. There's a chance Deuce might be the second team running back. Which would make me pissed off. But Deuce Vaughn's going to be in there. Um, Cooper, B.B. I think he's... Maybe Panzer gets second team. Maybe K.T. or Duffy. Well, no, we'll go B.B. and Duffy. B.B. first team, Duffy second team. Um, That's going to be it on offense On defense, Felix and D.K. Uzama Is going to be first team Julius Brents is going to be first team Austin Moore's second team Kobe Savage Hopefully he doesn't get Docked for missing the last two games We'll go Kobe Savage, second team They say Julius Sprints, first team? Julius Sprints, first team. Echo Boydo second team. Daniel Green, second team. With Austin Moore. I don't know. That's a lot. Maybe Ty Zentner, second team. I don't know. If Phillip, Bro- Phillip Brooks, he might make second team returner. I don't know how many uh, return guys have touchdowns. I know he has the one versus Mizzou, so maybe he gets second team returner, so that's my guess. Uh, Callie Mike, is there anything more exciting on the K-State basketball team right now than the chemistry between Noel and Tomlin? If I'm taking this literally, yeah. I mean, just the overall team is more exciting. Um, Jerome Tang just himself is more exciting. Just the vibes. Like... If you're taking things super literal, yes, a lot of stuff is more exciting. If, if I'm not taking it literal, then like th- th- their chemistry is really good. I mean, they, they seem to already have a vibe of where they're going to be. Some of those kind of crazy passes by Noel, the like no look, the behind the back. Like, I don't think Tomlin's completely on the same page yet, but they, they, that, that play, you know, that the highlight dunk, the, Marquise Noel, steal, pass out to Tomlin, couple dribbles back to Marquise Noel, behind the back to the, you know, poster slam. I mean, that is one of the most electric plays in K-State history. Um, But I I don't, I mean, I like that they're on the same page. I I don't know if their chemistry is, like, I, I would not have, if I would have gone in this blind, I don't think if I was naming off things that I'm excited about this team, I don't think, Specifically calling out their chemistry makes it onto the list, but that play, that one play, that will be in highlights from now until the end of Kansas State University. Absolutely electric dunk! Last one from Cali Mike. What's the deal with the West Virginia game being broadcast on ESPN Plus? Look, that's just how that, that's just how the cookie crumbles, folks. That's just how the cookie crumbles. Um, it it either was the final game on the pecking order when you look at uh, desirability, or they're trying to drive people to ESPN plus. Now, Baylor TCU is big noon kickoff. That's better. Red River possibly for the final time in Norman, Oklahoma. Primetime ABC, that makes sense. Uh, Texas Tech, Iowa State, 6 p.m. on Fox Sports 1. I don't really know. <laughs> that's the one I kind of scratch my head about being on ESPN+. That's the one I scratch my head. Um, that's the only game where I'm like, all right, that one, I, I, I think we have reason to be upset about. But Texas, they're not going to – I mean, Texas is going on FS1, they're going to KU. There's all the memes about Kansas beating Texas. That makes sense to me. So if you look at just how the cookie crumbles, I mean, that's just how it happens. Uh, West Virginia is in shambles. They know K State fans are gonna watch on ESPN Plus. It makes sense to me. It, it, I'm not, I'm not like mad about it. It sucks. I mean, it's not ideal, but it, I don't think it's like this ultimate big, you know, kick in the nuts or anything. All right, we are going to finish off with Connor Baltzor. He is one of the co hosts of my favorite K State Sports Podcast, the Aggieville Alley Cats. He has four questions. First one more worried about West Virginia or KU. Infinitely more worried about West Virginia. They are still, even in like this bad season that they're having, they are super tough in Morgantown, West Virginia be their senior night, so they have a handful of guys who will never lace it up for the Mountain Mamas, Colin, West Virginia, blah, 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 uh, ever again. Neil Brown just lost his athletics director, so he knows he very well could be next. So he's going to unload the clip. He's not going to hold anything back. Um, You are flying out to West Virginia. It is at a weird time, and... You know, they're playing with this quarterback who uh, might give us trouble. Again, with not a lot of tape out there. Uh, so I am infinitely more worried about this West Virginia game than I am about the KU game. And I also think West Virginia's defense is better. Um, K State should, I preface this by saying, K State should absolutely manhandle, maul, and destroy. KU's offensive and defensive lines. Um, that's a home game, our senior night, hopefully with Arlington on the table. Um, we have like six times more Kansas kids in them. It's going to be a 52,000 crowd, biggest crowd of the season. Um, I'm not worried about that KU game. Now, Jalen Daniels, I believe, is probably going to be back. I think he's going to try to give it a go versus Texas. Um, So I I wish we were playing Bean. (laughs) I I really wish we were playing Bean. It it won't be him. Uh, But I'm I'm way more worried about that road game versus West Virginia. Uh, Which bench players are you most excited to watch uh, for men's basketball this year? Now, if you're counting Desi Sills as a bench player because he's come off the bench every single game, but he's played more minutes than Cam Carter, I would say Desi Sills. If you're if you're going to flip flop Sills and Cam Carter and say, "Hey, by Big Twelve play, uh, Cam Carter will be the one off the bench, Desi Sills will be the one playing," then I'll say Tyke Green. Uh, Tyke Green outscored the entire bench by himself versus Cal. Uh, he's able to dunk on some dudes. Um, Tyke Green, just a you know muscle hamster, I think is like what the kids used to call it. Uh, just absolute built. Um, so I, I I think it'll be taiki Green once Desi Sills is in the starting lineup. So yeah, I I'm a I'm a big Tykey Green fan uh all right let's see volleyball is close to making the cut in postseason play do they make it look ultimately i'm gonna say no i'm i'm i don't know because it's gonna take a basically a five game winning streak because i don't believe they're gonna beat baylor and i don't i I think they need to win the next three to make it in to improve their rpi Um, i'm not a volleyball bracketologist I'm not going to pretend to know how soft the bubble is or isn't this year for volleyball, but I do think it is going to take a, um, a, a win over Oklahoma, which, uh, you know, we're playing them on Wednesday night, 6 30 PM in Manhattan. So if you're in the area, go check it out. That's what I'll be watching during the live show. 7 PM. We'll have the Spotify live show. Uh, so that's what I'm going to be focused on. I hope so. I hope so. Again, I, I've been critical, of the volleyball team, I've been critical of Susie Fritz. Uh, in my defense, they had a four-game losing streak, a uh, three-game losing streak. They still have not beat anyone who I think... Actually, they beat Iowa State. I was going to say, I don't think they beat anyone who's going to be in the tournament, but they did beat Iowa State. Um, so, yes, I've been critical. I hope I'm wrong. I want them to make the postseason play, but it's going to be a close one. Um, and then the final one uh, Benetti and Heward for the Sunflower showdown I think so I think that is what we're gonna get I think we have successfully bullied uh, Tim Brando and Foxes listen I don't think it'll be Brando so I think it will be you know the the B team and some folks like them better than you know the a team uh, the big noon kickoff game so uh, it'll be a fun time folks the sunflower showdown is going to be awesome on that Saturday night. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be cold. Uh, but that's all we have. Again, tomorrow you will hear the K-State West Virginia preview show. We'll have the Thursday whip around. And the on Friday you'll hear a recording of the live show. We'll be going live 7 p.m. in God's time zone On Spotify Live, be looking for the link on Twitter at 7 p.m. on Wednesday. Remember to check out charliehustle.com for the most comfortable and swaggy. Officially licensed K-State Apparel and go to Manhattan Brewing Company every time you're in Manhattan. Grab a couple four-packs to go. And if your local liquor store doesn't carry them in their craft beer section, tell them to, damn it! So for Chauncey Bosco, the Wonder Pup, the best dog in the world... For the namesake of this show, Bosco the Dog, the original mascot of Kansas State Agricultural College, we love you guys and go cats. Oh, you know? We boys. Because I love heads. We're on a podcast with my ghost boys Because I love you from Heads, baby Meet me at the cat Hey